Welcome to the fight with Teddy Atlas. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by the great Teddy Atlas. First episode back since we were in camp with Alex Vosdick. Teddy, how you feeling? Nah, I mean, down. What are you, you know, what are you gonna do? I feel like I, uh, I didn't come through. I you know, know what you mean. I mean, the, my fighter left it all in the ring. Was a head going on the scorecards? Two of the scorecards going into the tenth in a very tough fight. We knew what we were facing, and um, very proud of him. But you know, maybe not as proud of myself. You know, I this, know what this, you mean. You win or you lose. You know, and, yeah. uh, <clears throat> well, my responsibility to to make sure he wins. But anyway, um, so it it takes time. Yeah. You yeah, know, I know. I feel that I'll be on the subway train coming here and be distracted, and you know everything's good. Then all of a sudden, I, it hit me, and you know, not complaining. I'm privileged to be able to have those pains. It's a privilege to have pain. Sometimes, when the pain represents, you know, an opportunity, and represented an opportunity to do something special. For yourself, for your family, fathers. You know, so again, I don't lose sight of that. Never, never going to see a pity party. But you ask a question, an honest question, you get an honest answer, or at least you should. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know sometimes it just it hits you. You know, you, hey, we lost, <laughs> and you, you know, you feel that drop mm-hmm. in your stomach, your heart, whatever you want to call it. So, but um, but there's a lot of dimensions to it, you know. It's it's not simple. Mm-hmm. But the simple part is, we didn't win. You know. So, having been there with you for eight weeks, I know exactly what you're describing. It was um, basically all the focus of all your energy for eight straight weeks into one task and win. I think when you're so immersed in it, the thought of losing didn't even really enter my mind. I was just so convinced that we were doing everything right. I I had never even let it enter. One of the things that you had preached from early in the camp is we don't think about anything negative. We don't talk about negative things. We just focus on the positive and doing the right things. So I think even now when I think about it, it seems shocking to me. Like, I can't believe that happened. I was so convinced that we were going to win. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, you were a witness. You were a witness every step of the way, and I'm sure that your perspective on this game has changed. Dramatically. Dramatically. And there's a lot of things I want to talk about with regards to the technicalities of the camp and the fight itself. I want to give a quick shout-out to our newest sponsor, Athletic Greens. And uh, again, like a lot of the other sponsors we've had on the show, this is someone that I reached out to myself. I use this product. I love it. It's the one thing that I always make sure I take. If there's one thing... When people ask me if there's one thing that you could tell me like that I should be taking in terms of health and fitness, it's Athletic Greens. It's like a daily vitamin in a drink form. Um, Like I said, I reached out to them. I'm going to read you a couple of the bullets just because I want to make sure I give you the facts. And um, basically, this is the ultimate all-in-one supplement for the body with 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients. It includes prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, adaptogens, superfoods, and more. Go to athleticgreens.com forward slash atlas, and you'll get 20 free serving servings um, in the form of travel packs, which is what I use when I'm traveling. Um, again, valued at $79. Um, they know you'll love this product so much, they'll give you a 60-day money-back guarantee, so give them a try. I know you people are going to log on and think it's a little bit pricey, but when you factor in the 20 free um Travel packs, it comes out to basically two fifty a day, less than a cup of coffee. And again, to me, it's probably the most important supplement I take. And I know you liked it when we were in camp, Teddy. Half the cost of a cup of coffee if you go to freaking Starbucks. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, you've been there lately, like four fifty. Been there lately. I went there every day for eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good deal. You asked me how I felt, and you know, 
one of the reasons I feel okay uh, physically but not mentally is I was taking that stuff and it helped it um in camp you know it it does uh, make sense when you got a lot of things going on to be able to take something that gives you everything mm-hmm. quick <laughs> you know that's condensed you know condensed nutriment yeah. and there's you know in a very straightforward layman's way uh, making sure that if you miss something during the day you really didn't miss it and it feels good yeah it feels good you know you're drinking something that is the right stuff like you you could just you know it you know that you're drinking the right stuff and and again um, there's a reason why I look better in camp than I'm gonna look now (laughs) (laughs) I gotta get back on it I gotta uh, in camp, it was easier. I, I'd make confessions, full confessions, because you're on a program. You're in a routine. You get yep. up in the morning, and you swallow that stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And bang, you're ready. You, you're good to go. Um, you're home? No, I got some grandkids to take care of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and they're not drinking Athletic Greens. As good as it is, they're not drinking that yet. And, and, and you got a new one. You got a new addition, right? Congratulations, new granddaughter, born shortly after the fight. Perfect timing. Yeah, Give beautiful. you something to take your mind off the fight. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful little rose. You know, beautiful little princess. Uh, Mara Riley Fazio, my my daughter, she's a special girl. And she's an attorney, too. So proud of my kids. I'm lucky. My wife did a good job. <laughs> and uh, my son, of course, works with Oakland Raiders, and he's got a little boy. Uh, we don't see him enough. He's in California. My daughter lives an hour away in Jersey, and she's staying with us now. She had a C-section. She gave birth last Monday and um, to a beautiful little girl, uh, seven pounds eight ounces, uh, seven pounds ten ounces, and a name like I said, Mara Riley uh, Fazio. And my daughter got the two names from the great grandmothers. She took Mara from my wife's mother's first name. And she took Riley from my mother's maiden name, nice. which was very nice of her. And um, just a beautiful, beautiful little girl. Sounds like a little bird. <laughs> <laughs> she just, you know, she makes these little squeaks and she makes the house a lot more happier and a lot more beautiful and makes you forget about certain things when you see her. Yep. And then I got my other little beautiful grandson that my daughter has, little Joseph. And... um there's nothing better than to be able to go in the house and I say to him, how you doing, buddy? Hey, buddy. How you, buddy? <laughs> he, he, it's pretty good. Yeah. And one other thing before we get into the fight, uh, Teddy has his new audio book coming out next Monday, this coming Monday, November 4th on Amazon. Check it out. It's there for pre-order. It's called Atlas, From the Streets to the Ring, A Son's Journey to Become a Man, and it's a great book. I've read it a couple of times. I think fans of the show will really like it. If you haven't listened to it, if you haven't read it already and you like audiobooks, check it out this coming Monday on Amazon.com. Um, let's get into the fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have to. You know, this is, <clears throat> this is what we do. You have a yeah. responsibility to, to talk about it, and I'll, I don't know if I need to put qualifiers out there, but... You know, I'll put out there that I'm going to talk about it the same as I talk about it if I hadn't trained this fighter. Mm-hmm. I think that I can do that. I, and having been there, I can tell you that I can imagine how hard this is going to be for you because I know what kind of relationship you have with Alex and how much, like I said, I, I, I can't stress to people enough. For eight weeks, everything this kid did was the focus of all of our energy. I mean, making sure he had enough water making sure he had enough sleep i mean it was all hands on deck i had never i've it was a hundred percent different than what i had anticipated and that being said starting with camp i thought that camp went fairly well but again that was the first and only camp i've been involved with but i'd be curious to hear what you think how how it went relative to your expectations and what you think in hindsight we could have or should have done differently um, I think we did everything right. I mean, from a physical and technical standpoint, he had the right strategy, the right idea, the right plan. I think it showed itself. I mean, I can't just say something. I mean, it's there to be seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why he was winning going into the 10th round. I yeah. Mean, against a very difficult opponent. 
But, you know, there's also a reason why we didn't win mm-hmm. at the end. And that has a lot to do with better BF. I think I'll say it again. I think Alex left everything in the ring, and I'm proud of him and, uh, as a human being, as a fighter, as a champion. I think I'll come back and be a champion again. I mm-hmm. think that... Uh, I think the same way as the Klitschko's when they were on their way up, uh, you know, and they were dominant and I picked them. They were dominant heavyweight champions. They were from the Ukraine, you know. Uh, they lost, you know. They got stopped a couple times, uh, especially the younger one. And uh, the older one did too. He got stopped by Bird, I believe. Yeah, Chris Bird. that's right. And um, they went on to become champions and dominant champions for you know the younger one for maybe a decade uh so obviously their winning had to do had something to do with their losing too you know so it's it's what you gain from it not just what you gain from it mentally and you know intellectually what what you know you could do better or differently it's it's emotionally what you gain you know uh Mentally, what you gain, you know, you go to places you've never been before, and now you know those places. They're not new to you; they're familiar. Yeah, you know, you have a flashlight. The next time you go to them, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I believe that's going to happen, and it's probably happening already, uh, part of the process. But because he's a winner, but you get tested, you get tested. Uh, as you go through, you got to hear the whispering in your ears, the screaming in your ears from different people that know everything. I wish I knew everything like they did. <laughs> I really do. You know, I wish I knew everything the way they did. I just wish they knew it before. Yeah. <laughs> something terrible happens. But it's so be it. You know, so be life. You know, again, can't complain. Look at the position. Look how blessed I am. And Alex, too. We have beautiful families. We have these opportunities. Again, it's no pity parties over here. Like you said, there's a laundry list of, of, of great champions who've suffered setbacks and come back and become better. And, and one of the guests that we had on the show before, Julian Williams, had two losses, came back and, and uh, beat Jared Hurd and took basically two or three of the belts uh, in the weight division. And he's a perfect example, and he talked about and, that on the show. And those losses make you a champion yep. in some cases. I mean, I remember going way back when Boom Boom Mancini got stopped by the great Alexis Oguayo, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and then he comes back and wins the world title. Mm-hmm. Without that fight, he doesn't win the world title. Yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, I remember Sugar Ray Leonard, you know, losing to Duran. Without that fight, he doesn't beat Hearns. Yep. You know, later, I mean, he needed that. Who's going to say, oh, I need a loss? Come on, get the hell out of here. But he needed that, you know? Not to be a better fighter technically. I don't think he was any better technically. Technically, he might have used his technique in a different way, but he was. He didn't learn anything that way. But to know what he didn't know about himself, and to know that the roof that we put on ourselves, the ceiling that we put on ourselves, we put it on ourselves. Yep. It really wasn't placed there. Mm-hmm. And now That's we can a good move. Point. Yeah. And now we can move it higher because it's again, it's it's our call. It's it's where we're willing to go, where we know we can go versus where we didn't realize we could go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those kind of things. But And there's a lot of things like you just brought up the camp. You know, I thought it was a good camp. I thought that we did the technical things we needed to, the physical things we needed to, and we paid attention to everything. But And he looked good. I mean, the, you know, he looked good. Mm-hmm. I mean, but again... Not take anything away from how special better be here for us too, and but even with all that, there's certain things that during camp, you know, there was a couple left turns when you want to make a right. There's always something. There's always something in camp. You go to a football camp, you don't think guys get injured. You don't think guys are playing injured from before the season starts, after the first practice starts, or something's wrong. You don't know about it. Uh, because that's part of the deal. That's part of the game. That's part of the turf, baby. Mm-hmm. You you deal with it. There was a few things in camp, but we dealt with it. Mm-hmm. We dealt. Yeah, it wasn't perfect, but we dealt with it. It's part of being a champion. It's part of being a pro. You think you think these pros that get up, you know that? How do you differentiate a pro a pro from a guy who's good? You know, a guy, two guys good. They get up. 
go to work. They both had diarrhea. They're both sick. They didn't expect it. The pro goes to work. Mm-hmm. You don't even know it. You don't even know it. Uh, unless you're watching how many times he has to run into the bathroom. <laughs> but you don't even know it. Man, I know what you mean. The other guy, just as good, just as good in college, maybe just at, maybe at the top of his class, just, you know, just as good in all the areas, whatever we're talking, whatever particular, you know, vocation we're talking about right now. Just as good. He takes the day off. <laughs> takes the day off. You know what I mean? Of course. I mean, that's all part. And listen, Alex didn't take no days off. Um, we... Anyway, it's hard, but, you know, we um, we get in the fight. I felt that where I'm to blame is that I didn't slow him down early. Uh You know, he was racing too fast. There's a lot of things that the people aren't going to understand, but it's my job to make it as simple to follow as possible in a thing that's not that simple. In an area, there's a lot of underlying things that are difficult for somebody to understand. But I always say this business is 75% mental, so let's start understanding that. And you don't know, as much as you try to keep track of all those things, you don't know the mental currents that are running underneath you know it's the current if you go out in the shore if you go out in the seashore uh you know you could get caught by an undercurrent and you could drown mm-hmm. it's boom just like that bang you're gone it didn't look like nothing mm-hmm. but it was underneath you didn't see it and it's no different here i mean uh the metal currents run underneath they they run in different directions different way where you you don't you think you're dealing with them. You think that you know that there's a there's a riptide out there, so you try to stay away from those areas. You try to deal with those areas, but you're not aware all the time. As much as you try, you're not aware what's going on deep and silently inside a human being. You try to be aware. It's my job to be freaking aware without seeing telltale size, to know that he's facing a guy that he lost to in the amateurs, a guy who's a world amateur champion in the amateurs, a guy who was a two-time Olympian, a guy who's 14 and all with 14 knockouts, a guy who has a great, great reputation, uh, a fearful reputation to to some people uh, in, in the parts that he came from because of how good he was in the amateurs and, and in the pros, you know? And so those things, you know, uh, you have to every day. Yeah, you 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 got to check boxes every day. You, is the jab working right? Is he slipping punches right? Is he getting to the sides right? Is he countering right? Is he controlling range right? Check, 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 and you keep going over it. But those other boxes, the mental parts, you check that. I take walks with them. You talk to them. Yeah, and you find things out. But do you get to all the boxes? Do you get to them all, Ken? You know, it's 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 hard. I mean, I'm a, you know, and and those are, and listen, there's at the end of the day, I got. I'm the one who it's if if I don't, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my fault. And one of the things you got to understand, I understood it. The anxiety going into this fight more than any other fight for this kid, based on all the things I just said. The anxiety. Mm-hmm. People out there, can you weigh anxiety, how much that wears you and tears at you and burns at you? Have you ever been through that? I'm sure you have. Where, where you've ever said to someone, you know, I'm so tired. It's not physical. It's, it's mental. It's, I God, I feel like I can't walk. I feel like I can't. And it's not physical. It's not like I did that much. To, but I just feel one. I got to sleep for two days. Yep. You ever? I know you right. Especially if you have an, a physical like activity coming up, like a running race or or a, in, in Alex's case, a fight. Yeah, I think I said that to you leading up the week of the fight. We were tapering for the fight, and I just remember feeling like, my God, I'm exhausted. Just the load of all the. So anxiety. just imagine oh, I can't, I and multiply can't. it by a hundred thousand million. Okay. I don't know. Anxiety on steroids, and 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 I'm just saying, 
everyone, but you get paid for that. That's yep. that's what we do. So okay, but it's my job to sift through and and see if 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 I can help in one little cavern of of a place. And obviously, I didn't quite examine maybe all those caverns quite enough, but I, I knew it. I know what we're dealing with, and I know how special Alex is, and he showed it. He showed it. There's nothing on him. It's all on, on you know, on me. Because okay. at the beginning, with all this, he was running too fast. He looked terrific. Uh, he was winning the rounds. A lot of people, even in the corner, hey, he looks good. He looks, and I was like, he's running too fast to mm. myself. I'm mm. talking to myself. Yeah. I'm having a conversation with myself. It's like no one else exists. Because I'm only seeing it. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is seeing what they want to see. I'm seeing what I have to see. He's running too fast. You're a race guy. You're really all kidding aside. You you run really good in the races, and you you train hard, and you were training in camp, and you got a big race coming up soon, and um, it, you know you you you're running a marathon, and you run marathons. You can't sprint the first six miles. You can and, make a mistake of trying to keep up with someone else early and, who might be an idiot, and, and, and next thing you and, know, and you're part of it's out of your too control. Far over just, your skis. You know, when when you all these things I just said, and then I'm watching, and everyone say, "Wow, he looks good." Wow, oh. and, and I'm watching him say, "This ain't good. He's going too fast." And if you and I try it in the corner, calm down, calm down, slow mm -hmm. down mm -hmm. in the corner. Yep. But but I didn't get the job done. I didn't get it done. I didn't freaking get it done. And he shouldn't have went out that fast. I didn't want him to go out that fast, but obviously I let it happen. And and when you're going that fast, again, I used the you know, I used the analogy of the marathon yeah. where you you're running you're running you got twenty six miles ahead of you and you're running the first six miles like a sprint. You're not you're gonna burn I don't care what kind of shape you're in. That's right. You're gonna burn up. You're gonna burn up, you're gonna burn up, you're gonna burn up. In the yeah. marathon, they tell you that the halfway point is 20 miles because the last six are what counts. Yeah. And when you've exerted yourself, just like in a fight, if you've exerted yourself no matter in what the kind first of shape six, you're in. the last and, six rounds are going to be and, hellacious. And, so, and it was, it was just him feeling what he was feeling and burning fast. And, mm -hmm. and God bless him. He, he was winning. I mean, he, he, he was winning going into the 10th. Mm -hmm. And, but, then you you know the wall came, and and again people think it's all physical. No, it, it's it's what I'm trying to describe to you. I'm trying to describe to you that it's that it's other things that's burning at you and making you burn up that fast. And and again, I'm supposed to be cognizant of it. I'm the gen, I'm the the general here. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to not let that happen. To slow that down, and I and I did. I tried to slow it down, but you know that old saying: "The horse is out of the barn." Yep. Sometimes, and so you know, I, that's where you know I'll be, I'll be, you know, I'll be taking a walk, or I'll be driving a car, and a light catches me, and I'll be at the light, and I'll be daydreaming for two seconds, and bang. Those that that's that's what I'm thinking. Why did I let him go that fast? We went too fast, and you know he. Uh, but he had to. I mean, some of the things he was doing, you know, slipping the jab, going around the right to counter with right hands, keeping them off balance. But but the pressure to know you had to do that, and you had to do that in an unrelenting way. You had to do it round after round after round. That pressure was already burning at him. Yeah. And those are the things that it's hard to explain. And, you know, and um, he'll be better for it. He'll yeah. be better now. He'll be better. But, um, you know, again, I'm going to call this freaking thing the same way as if I didn't train him. And because that's my job. Because otherwise, why have a podcast? Yeah, Teddy, I just want to interrupt for a second to take a quick pause and give another shout out to our newest sponsor, Athletic Greens. 
Again, I can't stress to you how uh, impressed I am with these guys. I've been using this product for over a year now. Um, it's my go-to product in terms of daily supplements, vitamins. Uh, it's the ultimate all-in-one supplement for the body with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. It includes prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, adaptogens, superfoods, and more. Special offer for our listeners, get 20 free Athletic Green travel packs valued at $79 with your first purchase. Simply go to athleticgreens.com forward slash atlas to register or sign up for your first order. And again, they'll include the 20 free travel packs with you with that order valued at $79. Um, they know you'll love this product so much. They stand by with a 60-day money-back guarantee. So give it a shot. If you don't like it, send it back. Send the unused portion back. They'll refund your money. That's how confident they are. And honestly, this seems a little expensive when you pull it up on the website, but it's really only two fifty a serving, so less than a cup of coffee, and you'll get all the nutrients you need. Most people wouldn't think twice about spending five dollars for a beer after work. So two fifty to make sure you're getting your vitamins and minerals in the morning is a small price to pay. Please, if you like the show, support our sponsors. Give these guys a shot. Thanks for listening. We haven't spoken about this since we broke camp, since the fight. We were together at the hospital after the fight. He was getting checked out as a precautionary measures. And um, after living together for eight straight weeks and having the disappointment, I felt like I, I wanted to give you some space because I know you were having a hard time with this. So for listeners, this is the first time we've discussed anything about the fight at all. But now I want to take up away the emotions and let's talk about the technicalities specifics of the fight because like you said he was all, winning on the all, score it all comes down to what what i'm laying out there yeah the emotional mm -hmm. i always say boxing 75 percent of it it is sometimes it's 85 mm -hmm. you know I was, it, it, and again unbiased it, if I can't do that after all these years, if I don't have enough dignity to say something that's the truth, to to last out there so my kids can feel good about it and, and other people, then then what the freak am I? I mean, I you can do that. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, so I'm saying it as though I called the fight ringside. Yeah. And it wasn't my fighter. Mm -hmm. And if I did call it ringside, you know what I would be saying? All the things I just said. At the end of the day, better be of better. Okay, let's start with that. All right. I was surprised but, but, how tough that guy but was. Let I knew he was this, tough, but, but let me God. say this: it would have been freaking nice. It would have been nice. Okay, gotta control this. But it would have been nice if we had a commissioner. And you know where I'm going because I'm gonna go there because that's where I would have went if I was at ringside. If we would have had a commissioner and a referee that did not allow punches behind the head all night, it would have been okay. It would have been all right. Did, is that why we lost? No. But but it's why we spent two nights in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Because the doctors told me. The doctors asked me, did he get hit behind the head? Because there was a lump there. Oh, you can see the replays. He did he hit get hit behind the head? You're not supposed to get hit behind the head. And if you're in the commissioner, you're not supposed to let your referee allow it to happen all night long. And listen, I like Greg Serb, the commissioner. He actually did a great job at the end of the first yeah, round yeah, when, when Benavidez threw him down but, on the but ground. Before you say a great job. On that call. Before you say a great job on that call, I hope if I didn't follow the guy to the corner, yeah, I hope he still would have done that. Are you sure he would have? No. No. All right. But let's say he would have. But before you say a great call, and this is part of it, I would have said this at ringside. They corrected, and they came to me, Serb came to me, and I appreciate him for that, came to me and said, we corrected it. Mm -hmm. We overturned it. It wasn't a knockdown because the referee at the end of the round mistaked, uh, he wasn't in position even, and he mistaked the push uh, down as a knockdown. It I wasn't. I would argue it was a takedown versus a push. He uh, kind of uh, like yeah. slung him down. And I would argue it was out of his frustration that he lost the round. That, that, that he was trying to turn it a little That's bit. Because right. he's a physical guy. Yeah, very. Using what he got to use. I get it. You know, if, if you're that kind of physical guy, you're going to use it. So he did, but he lost the round. Mm -hmm. would, would anyone argue that we won that round? No. Nobody. Okay, here's, here's you ready? You're going to get something you didn't realize. 
because we found out afterwards, yeah, Greg Serb came and said we reversed it. But what they didn't reverse was the score on the scorecard. The scorecard was still 10-9 for better BF. Yeah, I know you're shocked. What? Yeah, it was. Look at the scorecard. It was 10-9. You know why? Because originally it was 10-8 when they thought it was a knockdown. He went and said no. Yeah. Correct that. So they changed the 9 to an 8. Uh, from an 8 to a 9. I'm sorry. They changed the 8 to a 9. But they never thought it through. Serb and nobody thought it through and said, hey, when you do that, you got to change... You got to change the the places of the ten. Of course, you got you better be of loss around. You got to make Volsic the winner of the round for sure. But they didn't do that. All they did was change the eight to a nine. Ugh. So so yeah, it wasn't. I had no idea. They that's did all that. they did. So yeah, it wasn't scored as a Two knockdown. Swing. It wasn't scored as a knockdown, but it wasn't scored the right way either as a winning round for better for for Volsic. So they didn't do the job right. But I'm going to say something. Again, it's not sour grapes. It's not a pity party. We lost. I say it again. We lost because of what the guy did with his fist. Yep. Okay? But I'm breaking it down the way I would have. That's what I'm supposed to do. At ringside. When it's 75% mental, maybe 85% mental, and then even more so when you're talking about going into a fight with a guy that beat you in amateurs and a guy who had this reputation, right? So you, you're dealing with all of that. And that's part of the deal. That's part of the turf. That's part of life in the Big Apple. I, all right, in the fast lane. Yes. But being that it's a mental game, Ken, what hurt and what was part of what played out for him running too fast and all the things that I'm saying and part of the reasons for those things is that mentally... You want to have confidence. You want to have belief. You want to have that stoutness about you know where you are mentally going into a fight. When you get into the first round, which is the most important round of the fight, it really is because you know what? I was all ready to say something in the corner, and that gets taken away from yep. me. I was going to say, see, just another round like any other fight. So it's normal. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't now. Yep. Now all of a sudden for that moment... It was a 10-8 round. And you put in the fighter's head, it's not my night. That's where it started wrong. Mm -hmm. So you want to break down, you freaking, you, you want to say, oh, Teddy, you no, go flush it somewhere. <laughs> no, no, really. Because I'm, I'm saying you. the same thing I would say if, if it wasn't my fighter. Mm -hmm. You got the referee making a bad call there, and everyone knows it's a bad call. And you, you're in that kind of fight, there's a signal goes right to the fighter. It yep. ain't my night. You know, and I'm not taking a line, you know, out of uh, On the Waterfront, uh, that great movie, you know, with, with Marlon Brando. You know, I, I'm talking about real life here. All of a sudden, it's like things ain't right. This is starting off where what I was thinking could happen is happening. It, it's... It's against me. Mm -hmm. It's it's not meant to be. So you're starting off with a negative. You said it very well earlier that what did I say nobody could talk about in camp? Nothing, Nothing negative. negative. And and you start off with that. So that's that's the beginning. That's the first thing. And you know, again, then you get you you you're a little bit out of sorts. Uh, he was a little out of control. As terrific as he was fighting, he was he was like racing to almost stay ahead of the devil. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And instead of you know, instead of being a little bit more settled and and just more in control, he was doing it. He was doing everything we trained to do. He really was. I give him so much credit. He was doing everything he was trained to do, but he was doing it at too fast a pace, like out of like too busy almost not in his body mm -hmm. like 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 outside himself yep you know you ever hear the great michael jordan say sometimes you just got to slow the game down mm -hmm. you got to slow the game you you can't be you can't be trying to catch up to the game yeah you, you got to be with the game you got to slow the game down you got to slow it down you you can't be racing ahead of the game and 
And it, it was kind of a case like that, the same thing. And all the great athletes understand it, where, but sometimes it gets away from you. And he was, he was ahead of the fight. I know that sounds crazy, but it was like he was ahead of the fight, and the fight was over here, and he was over here. Mm -hmm. and, and, he, he was, and, and he was running too fast with it and doing everything right. And, and it shows you that it was there. It was programmed in him. But do this, bah, 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 do this, get that. But, but it, wasn't, it wasn't in the comfort zone it needed to be in. It wasn't in the control zone. Everything's about control. Mm -hmm. And as great as he was, he wasn't in control of himself. He was in control of the other guy while he was doing it because he was winning the fight. Yeah. But he wasn't controlling the most important parts of it. The parts that are always the most important parts. What you're feeling. Doesn't feel good. Just think about it. Just think about being in a F-14 fighter jet, you know, going up and those G-forces hitting you and making your face go. <laughs> You've seen it on TV. Mm -hmm. Just think about that. And think about doing that. Doing that and feeling that. And then you got to go do your job. Then you got to go run your race. I don't think you'd run too good a race. Okay? Nope. And he was feeling that. Those G-forces. Mm -hmm. That, again, I'm, is it all the referees' fault? No. Didn't help. It didn't help. And the mental part, there were other things that happened too. I always said to you, everyone was saying how great he looked in camp. I was saying, calm down, calm mm -hmm. down. Things can change tomorrow. They could change in an hour. They could change in five minutes. Things can change in a locker room. Things can change in a walk from the locker room to the ring. Yeah, yeah, they can. Some of those things happen. And again, I'm not going to mention them. I'm only mentioning the one I did. You know why? Because it's mentionable. Because everyone saw it. Mm -hmm. The other ones nobody saw, only I'm aware of. And again, it, it, it sound like piss-ass excuses. So I ain't going to mention it. I ain't going to do that. The one that's there, hey, you're a big boy. You get paid as a referee. You get paid as a commissioner. Taxpayer money, by the way. Do your freaking jobs. So I can mention that. And I, and I don't care. I'm, I'm not one of these people that, oh, I'm not going to, because I want to stay friends with everyone. Now, I don't want to be enemies with everyone. But I know that there's no such thing as being friends with everybody. And the figure, well, they, how are you going to be friends with everybody if you're going to do your job? Only say what is convenient to say. Mm -hmm. Only say what, what is, what is what, what's going to make people feel good. No, sometimes you got to say things because they got to be said. Mm -hmm. Period. And, you know, all night long, all night long, you know, what bothers me is, again, I think Serb is a better commissioner than a lot of commissioners out there. We got a lot of crappy commissioners out there. Don't do crap. Mm -hmm. And he takes a stern st task. He likes that. He likes to be identified as the taskmaster. Yeah. As the, you see For it. sure. No, he no, likes, Okay, good. Be the taskmaster all night long then. Be that with everything. With the things that are most important. You know, here come in the locker room, throw everybody out. You witnessed it. Oh, because, I see. Oh, oh, this is my, this is my place. Get, you know, we don't have this uh, dead wood. Okay, fine. I'm he not did a, that I'm right not. at the beginning of the fight. We were in the corner. There were four of us in the corner. With We had the cut man. We had your second, Saul, myself. And then we had the strength coach and a couple of the Ukrainian guys that walked out with us. He came through, swept everyone, was like, get the F out of here. And threw them all out. I don't even know if they where they sat to watch the fight. They didn't have seats. They were ringside. What I'm saying is, listen, you got to run a tight ship. I ain't knocking him for that. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's his reputation. He wants that to be his reputation. He wants that to be known when you go to Pennsylvania. Philadelphia is part of Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. last I checked. Uh, and, and that this is his baby. Fine. Fine. But dude, with things that are even more important than who's in the freaking corner mm -hmm. or who's in the locker room. Mm -hmm. Like who's hitting who behind the back of her head, mm -hmm. especially with all the tragedies. And yeah, I'm going to go there, okay? Because I'm pissed. Because I'm mad at myself too. And I ain't freaking blame. blame I, I say it again. Better be of beaters with this and this, okay? So that's clear. But this other stuff, if I was at ringside, again, it would have been included in my broadcast mm -hmm. because if I'm if I'm aware of it, I want to let the people be aware of it. 
because it's all part of the particles in the air, the molecules in the air. And molecules all put together, what do they do? They form something. Mm-hmm. Don't they, Ken? Yep. They form something. They're part of something. So I'm saying, yeah, throw everyone out of the corner. Yeah, be strict. Fine. But then freaking be strict with your freaking referee that's hitting a guy behind the head and pushing him down, hitting him with elbows and pushing the back of his head down to get an advantage. And again, that's better be of sting. Fine. I don't blame better be of. I blame the freaking people who are in charge of that stuff, enforcing that stuff, stopping that stuff, regulating that stuff. That's who I'm, I'm talking about. And so if you're going to be strict with the, who's in the corner, then be strict on all counts, on all fronts, on most important fronts. Be strict with that. With, with all night long, the guy's hitting him behind the head. No, don't get... I've seen this commissioner. He's not bashful. You would say that, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I've seen him get up on the ring apron and embarrass a referee by stopping a fight when he thought it should be stopped and ref wasn't doing his job. So, really? Yeah, no, he's done that before. So, so fine. Get, again, he's the guy. The buck stops there, just like it stops with me. Mm-hmm. Right? It's my fault he lost. Okay, I say it again. But the buck stops with him. It's his fault that punches were thrown behind the head and we're in the hospital for two days because of those punches. Mm-hmm. Two nights. Yeah. And he's fine. Alex is fine. He was had a slight concussion from the punches back there. And he's fine. The CAT scans, everything's clean. He's fine. But... He shouldn't have got hit those punches. So you you could stand up on a ring apron and not worry about a referee's feelings or reputation if he didn't stop it when you thought it should be stopped. Then how come you can't do the same thing when you're watching these punches behind the head if you don't think the referee's stopping it? Why can't you do that? Why? You've done it with other things. So that... that you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean... And... So, again, that didn't help. That didn't help. Right? And like I said, there were other things from the mental standpoint of were things that became part of the fight. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the relentlessness, the physicality of a man named Better Be of one. It got to us. Was there and, anything better BF did that surprise you? I know we knew he was tough and we and we knew what he was capable the of. The best thing for me to say were, uh, were easy. Again, if I'm going to be something that I try never to be, a BS artist, mm-hmm. say, oh, yeah. This way, you know, I let myself off the hook. Oh, yeah. You know, he, uh, you know, because it sounds so gracious. It sounds so nice. Oh, yeah. He, he was a little faster than I thought. He was a little, yeah. No. 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 It's just that you don't know how intense it is till you see it firsthand. Mm-hmm. That I'll tell you. You know, it's like, like, it's, it's like, wait, first time you, you know, you watch all the movies of great white sharks, okay? Mm hmm. I'm trying to grab something strong, something vivid. And you watch it on the Nature Channel, whatever the freak that channel is, right? And and you oh, okay. And then you get a chance to go to Australia, to the Great Barrier Reef, and you happen to be out there somewhere, and all of a sudden, bang! A great white <laughs> shark. I think you scared the, I'm sorry. Scared the cameraman pick to death. Pick up that guy. Pick, pick up that guy. Rob, please. get him off the floor. <laughs> All of a sudden, a great white shark comes right by. Holy, uh, you know, I don't want to curse, so I won't. But, you know, yeah. holy crap. Yeah. I've seen it on the Nature Channel, but until you see it firsthand, you don't feel and recognize and appreciate the size, the strength, the awesome, those things, the things that are awesome about it, the, the, the force of it. You feel the force of it. You feel the, you, the, you could feel the force of this guy when you're there. So that, I'll I, I say yes. Until you're there and you see it keep coming, keep coming. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was impressive, okay? But as far as was his jab better, was his right hand this or what? No, no, nothing was better, nothing. It was everything we expected to be. 
everything. And we knew he would be determined. He'd be, he'd be oncoming and aggressive. We understood all that. But the force of it, you could feel it when you're there in the corner. You the thing that it. surprised me, were you, I was shocked at how he just absorbed Alex's shots and just kept coming. I was like, how is this guy walking through these shots? Because he hit him with some big punches and some great combinations. And I was like, he didn't even seem phased. And listen, give Alex credit too. Yeah, oh yeah. He took he he showed a half a chin, and 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 the back of the head. I mean, and did that wear him? Did that wear him mentally and physically? I, again, I'm going to say the same thing I would at ringside. So I don't care if you guys are saying, "Oh, you're making an excuse." I'm not making an excuse. I said it. We got beat, but that wore him down too. Mm-hmm. That that was part of the equation. That was part of what went on, and what at the end of the day was was part of uh, the result, part of what we had to deal with, part of what got us to where we got to to get worn down. That was part of it, all of that. That didn't have to be, but it was. It was. But, again, he, uh, I thought, I thought Alex, I think I described it. Mm -hmm. I thought Alex was terrific. Um, I'm proud of him. Uh, I couldn't. I think that he will come back and be better. I think that sometimes you have to lose to know how good you can be, mm-hmm. or or how much farther you can travel. You know, as I said earlier. Well, he should take some confidence in the fact that he was winning that fight. Well, a lot of confidence in that. And um, where do you think? Um, I'll tell you another thing that didn't happen. As long as I'm making my knocks on the commission, mm-hmm. two of the judges that is winning, even mm-hmm. with that bad score mm-hmm. in the first round, right? Mm-hmm. One didn't. That one judge that didn't, he was changed from the judge that was supposed to be in that seat the day of. How's that happen, Ken? Yeah, I know you. You, I know. I get it. How's that happen, Ken? And again, in a commission that did they give you an explanation? No, and a commission. I don't know if we ever got to ask for it because we were in the hospital, mm-hmm. to be quite frank. But in a commission again, this is a commission that does everything strict by the book, supposedly. For sure, he was very uh, your strict. witness of that. Oh yeah. All right. So, how do you now allow? A judge to be changed that was not a was we weren't notified of it. We didn't have a chance to say we don't want that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, we we didn't have a chance to knock it down and say hey. I mean, we we knew the judge was going in, and then the day of it's a, the judge something happened whatever, but still, all of a sudden he's replaced with this guy who I know it's a coincidence, right? What else could it be? But it's a heck of a coincidence that the guy that gets changed is the only guy that don't see the fight like the other two guys. Yeah. I, I, and we're not notified of it. And, and again, I'll say it again, in a strict commission, a commission where the guy, you know, is, is known for dotting his I's and crossing his T's. And again, a lot of people wouldn't say this. If he's the man that I think he is, he'll take it the right way. But if he's not, hey. But I'm going to say it because it deserves to be said. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say it because, oh, I, I want to I wanna have an easy time all the time and everyone like me. <laughs> oh, No one's ever oh, going to accuse you of oh, oh, trying to curry favors. Oh, God. I wanna, no, I want to be honest. Yeah. As best as I can. None of us are completely honest. Let's get that clear. Yep. I want to try to be as honest as I can, even when it's uncomfortable. Isn't that part of being honest? Is mm-hmm. You could do it when it's a little uncomfortable, when, a, when it could be a little inconvenient. Those are times when it counts the most. Yeah, I, you know? I mean, and again, I'm not going to fool myself. They're thinking all these guys, they're, yeah, they're going to, oh, they'll send me a Christmas card if I'm nice to them. You know, I don't even want Christmas cards. You know, I my wife puts them on a string. <laughs> it's I nice. Yeah. It's, it's nice, but I, I don't need them. I mean, I, I want people that I know care about me. 
I don't want to play games with myself. Yeah. And care about me for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. You know? And part of the right reasons, they know where they stand with me. That's for sure. Uh, that's what I want. Yeah. So at the, at the end of the day, my hat's off to better BF. Um, you're a classy champion besides being a tough son of a gun and a strong physical force. You're, you're a classy guy. You're a classy guy. You said some nice things after the fight. The two of you are classy. Your two of you behave like champions should behave without any of the crap that's not necessary. You know, Alex didn't have to give him his belt. He asked for the belt, for Alex's belt, so he could take it back home with him, you know, after the fight. And Alex could have made him wait. He didn't have to. Yeah, but for, Alex for, is for so fans. gracious. What did he do? And then you explain it, but I'll just say what he did. He walked to his locker room. I went with him. Yep. He went to his locker room and gave him the belt to take home. And then Alex will get it returned to him yeah. in two weeks. But that's class. For those who don't that's know. That's a champion. When you win a belt, um, the champion comes with his belt. It has his picture on it. It belongs to him. The winner, should he upset the champion, he gets the belt for picture purposes in the ring and then comes backstage and typically walks over, returns the belt to the champion, to the former champion, in this case, Alex. And um, better be have asked him, do you mind if I hold on to your belt for a week? I'm going back to Russia. I'm meeting with Putin, et cetera, et cetera. And Alex looked at Teddy and said, you know what? He can take the belt. He gave him his own personal belt. It's, it, this, that's not common. And he gave him the belt because it takes the WBC maybe a week or two to make up a new belt and have it sent out. It's a whole process. But Alex went over to Better Biev's locker room. I was with you guys. I don't think you saw me. But he went in, presented the belt to Better Biev. One of the trainers came out and explained that he'd like to borrow it if it's possible. But he understands if Alex wasn't okay with it. But to Alex's credit, he said, of course, came in, presented him with the belt, gave him the case, the carrying case that he had bought for it and everything. And uh, it was a nice moment between two two awesome fighters and that, like, easily candidate for fight of the year. Those guys, it was incredible. I mean, it was painful to be on the losing side of it. But if you can remove that part of it, it was an incredible fight. I don't think anyone was disappointed with the um, with the price of admission for that one. No, why would they be? I mean, they poured it all out in the ring. You know, that's that's the poster child for pouring it out, or one of the poster childs, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of fighters do that. But those two did, you know, they definitely did. And while I'm on it, like I said, uh, I'm going to call things the way I would call them, you know, if I had no horse in the race, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. And uh, I think most people had him winning. Mm-hmm. You can always, it's, you know, whatever people think is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people had him winning. But obviously that one judge didn't, but a lot of people did. Most people that, I didn't go and take a consensus of it, but I didn't care. But people that have come to me have felt up. But then it changed dramatically, of course. the The pressure... Uh, you know, I always it, it finally got, you know, the 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 tide got the tide came in. Mm-hmm. I use it against myself. You know, I use it with other. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Mm-hmm. I get it. You know, the tide came in. You know, you do as much as you can to push that tide from coming, but the tide came in. You know, and we were pushing it as much as we could, but finally the tide the tide came in. You know, but um, I understand. I I'll touch on this too because I I would if I was in the seat that I'm supposed to be in. You know, not just the trainer seat. Uh, Andre Ward, from what I was told, I, I obviously I haven't watched the fight. I don't know if I ever will. Um, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I shouldn't say I don't know if I will. I'm a pro. I'm supposed to be right. When we when it's time to come back, I will watch it with the fighter, mm. because that will be part of the lessons we need to learn and part of the part of the journey back. Yeah, but now I won't, and when I have to, I will. But I was told that Andre and listen, this is a guy who I caught his fights in Olympics. He's an Olympic gold medalist, world champion. I've 
I had nothing but, and I still have nothing but respect and admiration for him as a fighter and as a person. I've always said it. I've always been very quick to state on ESPN before he worked there and when I was there for all those years, always in describing him as a champion human being and a champion in the ring and outside the ring, you know? And, um, and I still do. But, and I said that because of how I felt, what he showed me as a fighter and the way he conducted himself, which is important to me. Uh, the way he conducted himself as a human being and the way he carried the sport forward as an ambassador uh, for the sport in the kind of way where you wish all fighters could be. The way better be if and Volsic were that night. So, but I, I understood that he had us losing where uh, the fight, and that's his prerogative mm -hmm. and his opinion. Maybe he's right. He's not right in my eyes. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean he's wrong. He wasn't right in two of the judges' eyes. That doesn't make him wrong. But what I'm saying is that I would hope, I remember, I would hope it's just because of what was in his eyes, not in his heart or anywhere else, as some kind of bias against me, I would hope. Because and where that comes from is some years ago, when I was going to fights there, when we were doing these pound for pound things that are so, so, they're so subjective. Exactly. I it's mean, like judging please. art or the Oscar awards. Yeah, like it's right like now I have Lomachenko number one and Crawford number two. I could flip flop that and I say it all the time. I always say it. But back in those days, I, I had, I had, I had Lomachenko number one and Ward number two, and being a proud fighter. And how could he not be proud to be who he is? Of course he's proud, the same way as any man should have pride, uh, especially to be able to do the things of the level that he's done. Mm -hmm. So uh, he asked me one time, he, we were together, and he said, Teddy, you know, and again, it's his pride. He said, how come you have me number two? And I explained to him, I used to have him number one. Yeah, I guess you didn't see that list. <laughs> but I changed it at that point because they change. Because he had been inactive. If you remember, he went through yeah. a period that he was inactive. Mm -hmm. And while he was inactive, I changed it to an inactivity. But again, a part of why he was such a great champion was because of that pride. So sometimes that's, that, that pride just keeps burning. There's, there's, there's no dimmer switch. Mm-hmm. All right, I get yeah. it. I understand the human condition better than I think most, or as good as most. So he saw it as, you know, he saw it as a, I guess, in his mind, a knock that how could you not have me? And like I said, I explained it to him, but I just would hope. I know a guy like that, maybe it stays in his core. I, I would hope he's better than that. And I would hope I'm better than that. But that if he did feel that way, he felt that way really, truly based on what it should be based on. Yeah. Not on having some, something biased against me mm -hmm. because of that. Mm -hmm. That's all. And, I, and I, I only bring it up, oh, Teddy, why are you bringing that up? Because I will bring everything up if I'm breaking down a fight. If you haven't noticed, I bring everything everything up yeah okay i i mean if you were picking your nose during the show <laughs> i bring that up <laughs> yeah trust me i know <laughs> well i appreciate you taking the time and discuss this with me and not only that but sharing with the listeners because i know a lot of people were curious to hear your thoughts on the fight it was a big one and obviously disappointing for uh, our side but um so I really do appreciate you taking the time to open up about this. I know it's not easy, and I know how much you suffered with this and continue to suffer with it. And I saw you there in the hospital with them the night after, and it was uh, yeah, it was one of the hardest losses I've ever been involved with in any capacity of my life. So appreciate you for doing that. want to give a quick shout-out again to, my, um, to Athletic Greens. These guys are great. Again, please check them out, athleticgreens.com forward slash Atlas for a 20-day supply, free 20-day supply with your first purchase. 
check them out. It's the one thing that I must take every day, no matter what, whether I'm traveling at home, training, not training. I make sure I get all my uh, vitamins and nutrients with Athletic Greens. And check Chetty, check out Teddy's audiobook coming uh, Monday, November 4th on uh, Amazon.com. Can I say one thing before sure. we close? Of course. Is that all right with you, Rob? I want to close with something that I, and if it was too personal, I wouldn't, but mm-hmm. it was posted. and it, So I think to, if I haven't explained everything, I think that maybe this gives more clarity, okay? I want to just read something that I wrote to Alex after the fight. Sure. Is that all right? I love it. This is to Alex. He obviously has already gotten this. There is a darkness that one walks into when no one there is risk and uncertainty waiting for them. But there is also a certain light that can be found through the dark, an understanding that comes from having gone to the inner caves of oneself and discovering what is there. That journey can create a path that can lead to a new and greater places that would not have been possible before. The courage it took to walk into this place allows you to now leave with a lantern of knowledge and awareness that will forever provide a beacon of light wherever you go. I, I know I don't have to say this, but I'm proud of him. I know you are. And that sounds like a good spot to um, wrap this one up. Thanks again for doing this. I